What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree. Welcome to Locky Town, home of the Hammerlock population golfers. I'm your host, Fernandez, here with Mikey Locks. Today, we are joined by 10-year MLB veteran, Phillies pitcher Bud Norris. It's a great interview. Cannot wait for you guys to hear. And Mikey and I are in a good mood because we are flush with cash. Mikey, what happened? Rare W for us. We, <laughs> we saw an opportunity. If you guys listened to the podcast last week, we had Reed Fowler on. We had Jared Van Snellenberger on. And they gave us the locks. And we listened to the locks. It's an underrated skill. When you have someone give you a lock, don't shy. It depends on the person. If you trust the person, embrace it. And then absolutely go hammer lock it, which is what we did. And now we're feeling pretty good on a Sunday night. And we got Monday off. Reed Fowler, DraftKings said, he said the HL word. He said hammer lock. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I didn't hesitate. Maybe the biggest bet of my life today. How much? I don't. I don't want to. Okay, five hundred fifty. That's big. That's a for lot me. of money. That's a fucking. It was a lot, lot of, money. of money. Don't feel shy about saying how much you bet on it. Like I don't. I hate that. It stigma is a betting around, podcast. I don't. I hate that stigma. Like for some people, five grand is twenty dollars. Like for you, five hundred dollars for me too is a shit ton of money to put on a fucking charity golf match where you have two random ass NFL players a who are flip. playing. Like it was. <laughs> it was crazy, and you you hammerlocked it. You saw it through, and you won, as did I. Not as much as you. I think I put 200 on Tiger and Phil. Uh, Jesus Christ. I put 200 on Tiger and Peyton, and I put uh, my, best, my best bet of the day was that Tiger and Peyton would win on the 18th hole, which they did, and that paid out, I think, $40 to win, like, 300 which was super chill. Oh, I mean, you did even better than me today, or, or very close, hitting well, that multiple. I also put a ton of money on Bovada and I was betting hole by hole for a long time. <laughs> okay. Actually, I think I came out about even there. So yeah, I did. we had a good day. Amazing. I mean, I had a chance to count it up. We've just been having so much fun. I did have this moment I want to talk about all week. I'm sitting here thinking it's like fake money. I'm not used to sports. So I make this bet that's very abnormal for me. And I'm just like, yeah, no big deal. I haven't been betting. This is going to be fun. And then the first hole starts, and I start having that feeling like, oh, my God, I have it's no control over this. I forgot what this feels like. It was such a rush. And then on the second hole when Peyton, Peyton had a beautiful drive, and, I, and Tom was spraying, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm a genius. So I missed that feeling, one, the adrenaline rush, two, coming through with the big W and realizing I'm smart. And that was, that was what happened. So that happened to me a few weeks ago with UFC. We had that first UFC oh, fight yeah. and I went off, but I, I didn't go that off because I hit every bet. So it wasn't like this huge one hammer lock that I was all riding on, if that makes sense. It was like, I just hit like six $100 bets in a row in a parlay. And then I let it all ride on Wednesday of that week. And I got mm. absolutely just railroaded. Destroyed. And destroyed. And that was my feel. That was when I felt that feeling, but it was on the wrong, it was on the wrong side. I got the L there. Um, we have the highs, we have the lows. That's, that's how you, it works. You, you typically stay on the high side. I'm a, I'm a fucking roller coaster, so I appreciate you bearing with me. Um, but when I get hot, I get hot. You know that. Look, when I sense a heater come in from Mikey Locks, I always tail, no questions asked. You just have to know when, it, when the first loss comes through, just abort. <laughs> just do not, do not tail. 
when it goes bad, it goes really, 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 <laughs> really, really bad. But we got a super fun interview coming up with Bud Norris. He's a golf expert, golf guru, also has some great Major League Baseball stories, some team plane gambling, talks about golfing with Verlander, Trout, all sorts of guys. Mikey, you're a baseball aficionado. What do you think of that? I used to be a baseball aficionado, a seam head, if you will. Now I'm kind of a dimple head. I've been, my old age, I've gone to golf. So this was a very, very awesome interview for me to, to sit here and listen to Bud. Uh, my favorite part of the interview, the team playing gambling story. So stay tuned for those. Stay tuned for what they're betting on the golf course. Uh, he's one of the dudes. So it was super fun to, to hear him talk about all that stuff. All right. Let's get into it. Here he is, Bud Norris. Dimplehead, was that? Let's listen to the interview. <laughs> we are joined by Philadelphia Phillies pitcher and 10-year MLB veteran Bud Norris. And our sources say Bud is a golf guru. Absolute guru. Fact. Absolute so, fact. Yes. We're recording Sunday night. It's right after the conclusion of Capital One's The Match, in which we watched Tiger and Peyton hold off Phil and Tom Brady. So the first question did you watch? Yes, Mike. We uh, we texted a little bit during it, which was great. Um, I missed a couple of the holes. We had some uh, rain out here, some thunderstorms. So uh, DirecTV wasn't cooperating there. But uh, it's pretty pretty exciting to watch. I felt bad for him on those first, you know, five holes with the weather. But, uh, you know, I, I, obviously I think that affected Tom's game just a little. But uh, he, he definitely started to clean up on the back. And uh, I think all in all, raising $20 million was was the object and uh, – Pretty, pretty cool at that. Yeah, it, it was, was super It was super cool and obviously for a great cause. I thought the challenge holes were just super sick in terms of like there was a betting component, which, you know, me and, me and Vernie love, but uh, there was also like it all went to a good cause. Um, also, Vern, you and I had a nice little day too. Uh, we cashed big time on Tiger. I cashed big time on the match finishing on exactly the 18th hole, which I didn't even realize that I bet on until later. We were betting hole by hole, but – if you were to pick, would you have been on Team Tiger before the before the match there? Yes. If I was to pick a side, because, I mean, he lost last time. Tiger doesn't take defeat well. And, and statistics show that he probably won't, you know, be defeated for long. So, I definitely would have put some money on him on his side. But uh, it was fun to watch. It was awesome. And also, like, Aiden was pretty good. I mean, I was Stryker. really impressed. No, the birdie he made on the front, like, had a nice – I mean, he played his draw. Like, that was kind of the swing I'd seen on Instagram leading up to it. But uh, the shot he hit there, I think – I don't remember a hole. I think it's four. But the part of three, and then he drains the birdie. Like, Tiger walked it in for him almost. Was, you know, he, he put it together. It was really kind of nice to see Peyton really play well. And, you know, Tom – you could tell Tom can put it together. I don't think he's been training as much. His swing – he kind of had that baseball player swing where he was slicing over to the right a little bit. But he's got game. It, it seems like he was just a little bit rusty. No, yeah, I mean, once again, I, I think the weather, rain, really kind of just got him out of sorts early. And then he's like, okay, now I'm on TV, and now I'm t talking to Charles. He's got all kinds of – that's not – he's no one's under helmet. He's only got Belichick to worry about. Yeah, that's no? right. Are, are you better than either of those guys, those guys? We've heard you're pretty good. I'm not going to brag about it. You I'll just say I'd like, to, I'd like to go play anybody. I'd go play anybody. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to play in a couple celebrity events. I get to play in an incredible event the Diamond Resorts down in Orlando uh, every January, which is now an LPGA major, which is oh, wow. pretty nice. badass. And then, uh, so I've done, I got top 10 in that a bunch. So I, I truly am right to scratch to a two handicap. So I try to Whoa. play to it. Okay. That's for real. Who, who's yeah. the best golfer you've ever played with? 
man, ever, ever. I mean, JB Holmes is, is my guy. Definitely played a lot of golf with him and he, you know, beat me three sides, you know, <laughs> left to center. So, um, yeah, JB's my guy. JB's definitely JB's the best a good one. Player. Yeah. What's it like? Well, when, like professional golfers are in those events with, in front of crowds. Uh, I would imagine the game changes quite a bit. That's exactly it, Mike. It's like, it's just the atmosphere is different. It's not us on a Saturday, boys day, you know, going out, hearing <laughs> it up, you know, oh, par putt. Oh, I made it. I made that four footer. No. Right. You got to make all those four footers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the pressures are on it over every last one. And then you miss two out of the gate and you're, you're all so mad at yourself. You shoot yourself in the foot. You know, so in this event, my it's one of my uh, one of my best childhood friends and grooms. I mean, is Jimmy's my 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 caddy, and he's literally like, you know, coaching me the whole way through. Six, it's six three hole matches, but six three hole matches. We're just gonna play three holes at a time, six times, and see where we get. He's just, you know, power of positivity the whole dang time. And you know, obviously, I'm gonna miss those four footers, but he's like taking <laughs> the putter out of my hand. He's not letting me break it. He's he just knows how to coach me through it. So there's definitely like. Like, I think anybody would say, like, live competition golf is, is not your standard 18. Talk to me about, about some of those boys' rounds. Is there some money changing hands? Like, what is – has there been any stories of you, JB, or any of the boys on, on any of the ball clubs where you yes. guys are out there doubling down, you know, 18th hole, let's put, up, let's put the rest of the, the rack on this hole? So, early in my career, I uh, came up with Houston, and our spring training was in Kissimmee, Florida. I was fortunate enough to uh, my second big league camp. I got asked by Jeff Blum, our third baseman, to uh, yep. to live with him at Isleworth of all places. So I basically moved into Isleworth about four to six weeks after the whole Tiger Elon, you know, fire hydrant incident. So oh my God. I was there for an entire big league uh, spring training and got to know a really good buddy of mine who's the member. So I'm playing every afternoon. This is the year they're having Tavistock, but. Um, <clears throat> same time, Justin Verlander, a good friend and whatnot, uh, he plays out of for the Tigers, which is out of Lakeland, Florida. So he's also in the area and he owns a house. But we would get early in spring training, we'd play a lot of rounds at, but Alworth uh, and also another place called Reunion. And so we've exchanged hands. One of the ones I remember more better that I remember was they had it was myself, Max Scherzer, Porcello, and Verlander. And this was when like <laughs> Verlander was still trying to, you know, kind of groom groom those guys like. I think Scherzer just came over from Arizona. So, like, yep. even Ver didn't know him that well. So, it was really a really fun day. Some cash was exchanged for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys know. We, a lot of Wolf goes, goes down, but I'm a big fan yeah. of playing Hammer when I'm on the golf course. I don't know if you guys know that one. So I know Wolf. I love to do that. <laughs> to go solo at the end. But yeah, what were you guys Wolf. playing? Were you guys going 2v2 or were you going uh, Wolf? Cart golf, two v two, same, 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 but we didn't mix it up. I love when you mix it up, when you do six holes each guy. So, but we had a lot of fun. I just, it was just a unique day because it was like stories. You just got to see everybody kind of groomed together and, and just kind of, you know, the, I think you guys see that essence too. Like in a four hour golf round, us men, we can accomplish a lot. Like we, we literally get to like groom somebody, get to know somebody. You throw me with a random dude. I feel like I get to know that guy after four hours, you know? So it's the beauty uh, of it. I, I really enjoyed those days, and it's almost like being that rookie and just kind of listening and being part of the – being the sponge and embracing it all, you know? You feel like it helped your, your baseball game or at least you, like, acclimate with the team? Absolutely. It's just a social outing. You know, it's like camaraderie. We spend a lot of time together at, at, at the field, which is the workplace. But anytime we're, you know, out away from the workplace, it's like playing golf or just going to dinner, you get a little more of that personal setting. So – Four hours on a golf course, what else could be better with the boys, you know? Yeah, that's until you send Verlander or Scherzer a, a 5K Venmo for, uh, for the, <laughs> yeah. the back nine press that you made. 
it's usually like, here's my watch. I'll get you later. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Here, hold on to this. I'll, uh, I'll get you next in like five wow. days. Yeah. When I see you next. Who's Roll the biggest hothead out there? I mean, Verlander, Scherzer, you. Who, I'm a golfer. probably me. I would say myself. Uh, yeah. I scared my wife the other day. Like I punched the cart, like the steering wheel of the cart. She was like, it was, you know, like on her phone, didn't understand. I was like, I just, you know, I was like, I pulled it left, like on a par five, you know, it's probably like a $200 shot. You know, I'm like upset and play my, like my uh, sister-in-law's, you know, boyfriend. And it's just, he's a good player too. Ex-football player. It's just like, dang, you know, I'm upset, babe. Sorry. I feel uh, Mikey locks is a, a hothead himself. I've oh, seen. Come on. Only when I'm losing. Right. Yes, that's, that's, that's what a hothead is. Yeah. That's a I don't have a gambling out. problem. I have a competition problem. <laughs> okay, well, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll definitely mix it up on the last you know three holes, like in Wolf. You know, I'm gonna either add to the pot or have a side bet or if, you know an extra, extra twenty says you missed the green here, and then you know an extra thirty on that side putt. You know, you're gonna two putt that. Yeah. You know? I'm always working at the end. If you're if you're down going into like 17 or 18, you got to just try and get back to even. There's, there's no point. That, baby. Yeah. Exactly. Always. I mean, I'm already pot committed. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at this point, might not might as well in the MLB like community or like in the circle. Is there chatter of someone who's just supposed to be like the elite golfer? Like, Aaron really- Hicks. Aaron Hicks is on that radar. Uh, I play with Tyler Clifford. He's a really good player. Drew Storen's a great player. Arietta, I mean, he's lives here with me in Austin. We play a bunch. If he got to play a little bit more consistently, you could see him, you know, continue to shave strokes off his game. Um, he probably drops I, bombs. Arietta probably drops absolute bombs. We're talking five degree launch, like absolute <laughs> laser stinger drop. Yeah. And he wants to hit it. So it's like a three quarter, 80% stop and just. <laughs> you know, just full power turn, but it literally it shoots out of five out of five. I mean, it's a it's a ten five, but it comes out of a five. Hellacious seeds, as Phil Mickelson said on his Twitter video. How good was that? So good. I was dying. Hellacious seeds. He kills it. He kills the spotlight, and he knows it. And he knows it. Yes, absolute legend. Also with golf, you were on the Angels. Mike Trout had that video go viral of where he like blasted a ball at Top Golf. Yeah. Have you ever played with him or is that like, is that legit? So cool story. You guys will love this one. Uh, Mike is the coolest dude, honestly, the most humble pie guy. And he sets up an event in spring training where we got to play nine holes, four man scramble in the dark. So oh literally God. he had the course there in spring training. Cause I only had one spring training in Arizona with angels and he set it all up. So it was night golf. So we all get out there. We got headlights. We all had neon lights like on our, no on our around our night, but they had the glow up balls. We had our own clubs. I have, I'll send you guys a video later, but some of this video is just so good, but so much fun. So it's, it's again, nine holes. It was like 8 PM to like, you know, nine 30, just out there in the middle of the night. Um, I think we ended up winning it. There was some cash involved. You know, the coaches got involved too. It's just, once again, a guy that put that together time, energy and effort. You really appreciate it. That is so cool. So he who also was, drops bombs. Who, who was the way I could, I can imagine trout just dropping bombs, but getting a little squirrely and maybe, you know, Short game, not very good. How was his game overall? Because you saw those mammos he was hitting at Top Golf, and then who was the weak link? Was there like a coach who you just like this? This dude in the scramble is gonna fuck us. Always <laughs> a couple of weak links. Like I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna be that guy. But a few of the Latino players had never really picked up a club before, so that was always entertaining. Ha- we yeah. love this full swing and miss. Like they're like just <laughs> trying to open their shoulders and turn their shoulders, but they don't know how to control the balance part, so they're like you know spinning and falling off. 
Uh, no, Just but hacking. Yeah, but I have I've been, played, That's me. <laughs> I have played 18 with Mike before, and uh, he's got game. I mean, he definitely has hands around the green. He's a good iron player. He knows he doesn't need to you know, jump on that five iron. He'd rather just hit the smooth four. So he's actually a good little player. The, but the top golf video, that that's what he wants to do. And he stepped on that one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Changing course a little bit. It's, it's weird right now. We're at the end of May. We're not watching baseball. I know things are tense right now with the MLBPA negotiations. We can't really get into it. Is there anything you want to say about getting back out there? Or do you just want to? Leave it at, we'll see what happens. Well, it's a combination of we will see what happens, but we, we want to play. We, we want to get back out there. We want to do that for the fans. We want to do that for ourselves. We want to do that for our families. But we want to do that when we're safe, too. We, we don't want to just put ourselves at risk. We understand we're all irritable, and we, we want live sports, and it means a lot to us and just our, our community altogether. But just us as players just please kindly know that this is our livelihood too and this is our families and we just want to be safe so we just we kindly ask with the pa and mlb we're going to work it out together that's what we're we're going to do we're mutually going to find a way and then hopefully it'll happen so you know glass half full let's make it happen we want to see it happen but also we want everyone to be safe so totally understand i would not be out there myself unless you know everything was settled and you really felt comfortable this is a betting show. We like to do over-unders. Would you, can we do an over-under baseball back before or after July 15th? Can Under. We, before That's after? a bad one. That's a bad one. We can't, you know, do, we can't do that to you? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that one. Okay, we got other like... betting games. We got, we got yeah. other games for you, for you here in a little bit. Okay. What about like after a game? Has anyone ever come up to you and been like, dude, you just won me or lost me money? Oh, you, I've heard people for sure, like getting onto the team bus, you, you know, you know, the profanity part, you know, just absolutely just reaming me. Like, it's like a 30 second bus, you know, to the bus too. Like there's two buses, like but they, they make sure they get it in, you know, uh, definitely in Wrigley twice. And, you know, Philly, when I was a you know visiting player, they, they've been on me before. So like, how aware are you guys that like massive amounts of money are flying around? Or is that just like, not really on your radar? It's just not on our radar because we literally just clearly in our profession and whatnot, we steer clear of it and, and we should Have without a doubt. Right. Yeah, but yeah. it's like I have so much invested already that I, I don't need anything else. Like I just want to win because I want to win. Like for my team, for my family, for my pride. Like, you know what I mean to me to win a World Series? Like I have enough invested to like every last game matters. And, and as we see now with one game playoffs, it's like, no, no, I got enough going, and and I understand. You know, people want to get action on it, and I, I personally have never understood baseball because there's no even the best starter in the game can have the worst night by the third inning is knocked out, and you guys are all looking at yourselves like, well, that's not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so like, just I, baseball. See, I can't really. Does, yeah. Baseball, like basketball, for I, me is a little bit more predictable. Like, there's 12, 12, 20, They're up twenty with two minutes left. They're holding the ball. Baseball, it's like, no, somebody's got to get those outs. Somebody's got to step up. And if somebody's hurt and, right. you know, so, you know. The clock runs out in basketball. It's not how it works I, in baseball. I, I, I've never thought of it from this angle. But thinking about it now, I, I remember in 17 with the Angels, I gave up two grand slams in a week. And I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the odds are on that on me. Like one was against Cleveland, against Incarnacion. And then I'm back in Toronto. Then the back end of the week, it's like Sunday getaway day. And we have like a five run lead in the ninth. And we bring in a you know mid reliever guy to get, you know, the last six outs. 
just double walk homer <laughs> you know and then it's like bug get hot i get 10 more pitches then i give up a walk and then like an infield single then i make a bad pitch to pierce who was on the blue Jays at the time waffle grand slam walk off you're like okay that definitely you know that was rare that, that hurt somebody. MVP. but the nicest guy the nicest yeah. guy he's so yeah. fun he's so fun that's a guy you want to have a beer with he's great what about like Dude, so Mike, my favorite thing away. my favorite thing to bet in the entire world and you just alluded to it because you never know what the fuck's going to happen in baseball we are the home of the nerfie on locky town every i think we're going to bet every do you know do you know what a nerfie is bud no what's a nerfie? okay so this is what we bet what are you rolling your eyes at for you are no one the, knows what a nerfie is <laughs> you invented it we, this is <laughs> I did not invent it this is our <laughs> mission this year is to bring the nerfie to uh public perception the nerfie is no runs first inning so that's what we just hammer in just about every game. All you wow. got to go out there, you got to get out there and do a clean frame. You know, you could walk a couple of guys, you get a double play ball, you get out of the inning. The other guy goes up. Put up a zero in the, in the first. Your, your goal both, is to Both starters put up a zero in the first. Oh, so both starters got to do it. No runs first inning. NRFI. I'm really bad with, with – NRFI. But <laughs> you're, you're, you're great. You're doing that, that is our, our favorite bet of all time. Do you have any tips on if we should take it? If should, should we start leaning towards your fees? Like our team's more? That would be yes. I would, I would just, the only thing I'd say is just to lean towards the veteran guy. Like, yeah. once again, I, the first couple big league starts, you're definitely got your butthole puckered a little. You know, yeah. you're definitely thinking about yeah. this. Your mom and dad are watching and your first grade teacher's watching. You know, hold on. Your first start. You you had a no hitter through what six innings? Or yeah, five and five and a third, six. Yeah. Oh my god! But like, I had Pudge behind the plate, so I was in Twilight Zone. <laughs> anyway. I wasn't, I wasn't even, like paying attention. I just whatever you say, sir. Yes, whatever sir. You say, yeah. Throw down the the fastball off. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know, I didn't. You know, the clubhouse. I think I shook off in like a one-one count, and he like called time. Like, <laughs> it's like a bull yeah. Durham. Yeah. Hey, hey, Poppy. There's a run on first. I throw him out. You throw fastball. You know, like that's just how sort of was. You're like, all right, I'm throwing the fastball. Yeah, I, I beat Wainwright my first big league start in St. Louis. Seven innings shut. I uh, punched out Pujols twice, got Holiday twice. But I think I gave up like one hits. We won one and nothing. And uh, I remember Pence took me out that night in Houston. Uh, he's like, some rookie just came in and shoved. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> were you like, would you describe it as like being blacked out that first start where you just go off? Or were you like, Totally conscious, totally locked in. I got to say I was locked in because I got some really good advice like three days of there from a couple of the relief pitchers. I actually pitched three days out of the bullpen in Wrigley just because, like, they needed help. And Tim Burdak and a couple other guys were down there like, hey, man, like, congratulations. Like, and then after I warmed up, like, in the bullpen and, like, we had the other half, our offensive half to go in the game, he sat me down and was like, hey – Go out there, do your eight warm-up pitches, and then go left field foul pole to the right field foul pole and just take it in. This is your first big league outing. Like, you've worked so hard to get here. And then he goes, your next one will be a little bit more comfortable no matter what happens. So, like, knowing that I had just just one outing prior to my start really helps. Like, that's what I guess that's what I'm alluding to is saying – this first couple for those young guys, I don't care how good your stuff is. You don't know where the ball's <laughs> yeah. going. And yep. It's like blackout. So, you can be dialed in for three – and then, you know, the, the train could fall off the railroad, you know? So you came up with Houston. Obviously, the Astros have been controversial. I'm from Houston. I'm an Astros fan. I want to know, when the video comes out that went viral of, like, the sign and then the trash can banging, 
what is your reaction? Because like, how had no one ever heard that before? There's this my reaction so is that, obvious. My reaction is that garbage can was never there when I was there. And that was a recycling can used for recycling. So <laughs> that they found another use for that garbage can was there. I, I, that's not how, that's not what we use that garbage can for. I mean, I respect you, the move though. Cause if you're not cheating, you're ch- not trying. That's what I was <laughs> not in life, but in baseball, you, you always heard that in baseball. If you're not cheating, you're not trying now, not steroids or, or maybe this level, but like you're trying to sign steal. You're looking in, you're, you're saying the guy's last name in little league when you know, there's a dude's coming. Like, well, once again, like, so in little league, you knew that. And so like you were literally picking that sign from the catcher because his finger was going <laughs> down, not because, you, you know, and then once again, in the big leagues, if the guy's stealing the signs from second base, okay, we, we deserve to get reprimanded. But when you bring in yes. technology and relay it, so like, I mean, they're not the first team. We all agree to that. Like Red Sox with the Apple Watch and the Yankees caught them. And, you know, we multiple teams have speculated Toronto doing stuff with the hotel and the Rogers Center. But like, so yes, that's potentially the bend is saying, but can't we be better than that, people? Hasn't baseball been tarnished a little bit enough? You know, can we just – let's just go play. Like, the game right now is so young. Like, that's what they want, right? We want this young, incredibly healthful game with this influx of young talent because we're eating better, we're stronger, we're being smarter, getting sleep. Like, we, went, we go to spring training at 9.30 now. We used to go to spring training at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. Teams are <laughs> saying no. We had young players that need sleep and they're still growth, like, We've done studies like the Cardinals did studies on stuff like that. So my, my thing is like, let's, let's be better. Let's just play the game. We're all really good. So let's just play the game. If you're yeah, at least, on, if you're up there on the mound and you hear some banging on the trash can every time they're like, what do you do? You put one. In well, the <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, that's the old way for sure. Like once again, generation to generation, that's the way they used to play. That's how Bob Gibson would retaliate. And that's why he got to throw a one nothing shutout because he would in the head. scare the not living. The <laughs> yeah, scare, yeah, exactly. Not the head. Um, but what do you do is you got to like try to find a new, new sign. So like we would have night signs, use knees and the chest and the mask and different sequences with the numbers. Um, there's, I mean, but if you hear it, which you, you really can't, you know, 40,000 plus, you're hearing screaming fans. Maybe if we go back to, you know, post COVID baseball, we won't have fans. We can hear that, but I can't hear that, you know. So but you have to change the signs if, if you catch them. Um, yep. Have you ever had to do that? What? Oh, like yeah. change signs mid-game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the catch, that's why like everybody gets mad when that catcher runs out there. It's like, well, something's going on. That's what's like, going we gotta, on. We got okay. to get back on the same page. Like our first line of communication is more important than anybody's line of communication. Right? Yep. Like yep. The, ca- the managers aren't calling the pitches in the big leagues. Right? Like they're, call- they're calling pitch outs. They're calling – um you know the bunt situations that's what they're calling they're calling like you know pitch to first but the catcher and the pitcher are calling the game so we're head shaking that that's right if well okay changing the subject what if if there was one starting pitcher that you would advise us to back or to to have faith in who who would it be chris sale yeah that's a good one mikey you like if he's healthy I mean, yeah. still, I don't know. I'm worried about, I'm worried about the wing on sale. I, I mean, I right now, Chris yeah, in 2020, like, Chris Sale is not the Chris Sale that yeah. we're used to. My bad. Um, like, I hope he comes back. I hope he's the same yeah. Chris Sale because that was a reliable, sure thing. You know, even yeah. in Chicago, 
and they weren't great. He was put. So, <laughs> and he he would always go eight. I mean, the guy, and he made it look easy. Ball tumbles out of his hand at ninety five plus. It's special. What about when you're hanging out in the bullpen? Uh, do you guys do betting games, challenges, anything to That's, entertain yourself? This is what I want to know. What is the betting culture like between the bros? I mean, like, look, you guys aren't we'll just say probably not betting money. But we're betting, you know, the guys got to poker chips. You know, poker chips. Yeah, right. you got to get a hand slap, or you got to do twenty push-ups or some shit. Like, what do you guys? You betting on like the crowd or or the mascot running around the field or some shit? Uh, not. I wouldn't say I don't have any like in-game ones like that. Um, usually, it's like your team. So, like, I'm a Niner and a Warrior fan, so people yeah. buddies know that. So, if we're playing, the Warriors are playing that night. They're playing the Rockets, and somebody's from Houston we're on it and we're talking and we got, we're just, you know, beefing it all day during batting practice and then during lunch spread, you know, and then, you know, obviously in the middle of the game, you ask the club to go check the score and I'll, somebody will run it down to me and I'll get it, you know, through the bullpen microphone, you know, stuff like that. So you're betting on that kind of stuff. Um, and then it's a lot of it's too, is like fantasy football. Like that's the betting too. Is like when, at the back end of the season, when we're going through playoff push, fantasy football picks up pretty exciting times. You're, smack talking the whole time um you know against the guy you're playing that week i think i got caught on an in-game feed with i was with baltimore and i was playing tampa bay and like i was you know talking like this on a live in-game feed and just totally swore you know and they're like <laughs> had to like bleep it out and just didn't get it and i was like oops you know back in the day back in the day do you guys pl- so like in the nba i fr- Vern, you might know the card game they play is called like they play spades and they spades. play something else Plop. Like- yeah, plot or Boure. Boure, Boure. Boure is the game that there they always go. play. There you go. Now you're there, talking big league. That's, that's, that's big league flights. Yeah, Boure. That's what, is, is the betting culture pretty big on, on flights or the card culture at least? Yeah, well, I mean, depending on the team, depending on like team rules, like a lot of managers will say, hey, we, we really ask you to put the cards up an hour before the game. Like same thing, put your headphones on, get focused back on the yeah. game. Uh, but when team flights go, yeah, lots of pluck and Boure. And then, yeah, so – with St. Louis, I know like Dex and Yachty and those guys would play puck, and then me and Carp and Jerko and other guys were playing Bure. So like we definitely had games going. Cecil wasn't on that too, so he's exchanging was, hands. I was watching the MJ doc when they were kind of there was an episode about this where they were going through like there was the, the game in the back, which was MJ and like Pippin and and maybe some other kind of Cartwright, some of the older guys who had some coin. Then there was the the game in the front, which was the rookies. Uh, and MJ would come by and he said, I don't care if I win a dollar off you. I just want your money in my pocket. Yeah. Uh, which was the best quote of all time. Was there like, is that how it is on the plane? Are the vets in the back throwing, throwing down a couple G's or is it, or is it uh, it's, different like that? Depending on the game, it's also like kind of an invite. Like you got to figure out which game you want to play in. And if you can get the invite in the game, you better get good at it or lose early so that you can continue, continue to sit at the table. You know, like, that's kind of how – like, I learned Blu-ray with San Diego, and I lost a ton. But at least I learned, and I got to back in the table, and James Shields was the guy that got me back in the table. So, stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, but I wouldn't say – it's like, you can play whatever you want to play. You just got to get in the game. Top two best in Blu-ray, or just any of these games, and top two worst? Who, who are the guys? Like, Jed Jericho is an incredible Blu-ray player. Got to give it to him. Like, uh, I mean – Cleans up. Yeah, uh, Carpenter, same thing, incredible Blu-ray player. Um, bad? I mean, once again, the rookies, like the guys that don't know how to play. You know, if, if, you're, if you're still at the table, it means you've won enough to stay at the table. But if not, it's like you've already bowed out. You're like, thanks for letting me play. I'm, I'm going to 
graciously decline. Like my dad's going to check this, you know, <laughs> there goes my last check. So I is the learning curve anymore. pretty steep for Bure? Does it take some yeah. time? Yeah. I mean, you'll figure it out, but you got to know which ones to play and which ones not to play. Like, it's just, it's also like, um, like poker is like, Hey, if you're, you know, if you're big blind or you're next to the dealer, you're in a better seat next to the dealer than you are in big blind. Right. So it's like, I, I, if I can just be in this seat, like oh, I have the same car in the back seat. Yeah. I'm going to hold this. I'll stay there. So it's, it basically, you have three cards and they'll go one, two, three, draw. And if you like your cards, you keep them and you hold them. But if you don't like them, you draw. And then you get, basically say, I'll take two out and you get three more. So then you make your five card hand. And we play like Trump one at a time and you see how high it gets. So like each individual Trump suits kind of important. It's, game so boure spades fantasy football golf what two two part question first you've got one you know you're putting your bankroll on one what are you backing yourself in i'm guessing golf and then two uh what what is the choice of of the majority of, would you guess of the majority of major league baseball players for for games to bet on Ooh, um yeah golf golf is easy yeah. i mean I, i'll take anybody really, yeah. i mean i'll play anybody i'd literally Anybody wants to go play? I'd love to go play. So, like that's it. I'd love to go play Steph Curry. I'd love to go play the other guys in the other sports, you know? You so know, let's so. get, let's get Tiger and Bud on one side and we'll <laughs> get Phil and Ver on the other side. And that's the match 3.0. I mean, we are huge favorites. We are already huge <laughs> yeah. favorites. We're minus, minus 450. Is Ver not that good? Early. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Uh, is Verlander but, not that good? Because he's been tweeting about it like the last two nights. He no, he, seems like he's a good player. He's a good player. Uh, is he the best putter? No. Does he have the best short <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, you know, he hits the ball good off the tee. What he what he does do that I really kind of funny is the ball sits here and the driver head, you know, is supposed to sit next to it. Verlander has it out in front so that he brings it up like a Fura, kind of brings it up and then drops yeah. it in. What? So he puts the he sets the ball down and then the driver head is like a little bit in front of it. It's just like, what are we doing? You can get squirrely on that <laughs> real quick. It helps I would him, hit the helps ball. Drop it in. Yeah, I would catch it going up 100%. Yeah, right? Oh, it's yeah. It'd be awful. Yeah. All right. Also, by the way, in the future, you've got the golf simulator. We might have to do some kind of betting game on you in the simulator. Yeah, I got the track man. So if anybody wants to like a new track man close to the hole kind of thing or like okay. can we go like, can we go a little fairway bet after this? How easy would that be if we go fairway bet or closest to tonight after the podcast? Is that tough or is that easy? No, it's pretty easy. All we just right. got recorded, Vert. right? Same, same, same. I mean, I'm in. Just bring the computer up. All right, we're gonna do that after for the listeners. We'll clip that out and post <laughs> it on Lucky Town. Vert, we're gonna figure out the bet there because I'm not losing. I'm not giving you my money. Look, I, I'm flush with cash after the match today, so I'm in on Same. whatever. Let's let it ride. T- we were yeah, uh, Team Tiger today, now we're Team Bud. Exactly. Yes. Yes. All right, let let's it wrap it up. One last thing. We, we do always play a game, legend or loser. Normally, we take like a current event and debate whether the person is a legend or a loser. The, the line can be very thin. This is a tricky one. We're putting you in a tough spot. I'm telling you right now. Out the gate. Is Pete Rose a legend or a loser? He is absolutely a legend. He is he he made a couple boneheaded mistakes that I mean he still is <laughs> that he's still <laughs> kind of upset with. But that being said, he's still like what was the other one? What was it? What was loser. It legend or loser? Yeah. 
He's a legend. He's an yeah. absolute because you know he broke the hit record and he still made like multiple All Star games and like just you know how he what he was before is who he should be remembered by. What we unfortunately have tarnished him for and his bad choices, but I, I think so I say legend. We go, around I say the, legend. we go around the horn on Legend of Loser. So my turn, Vern. Okay. I'm gonna go certified certified legend because Pete bet on his own team. He didn't bet against his own team. <laughs> like he wasn't like rigging anything he bet on his own team was it a mistake to do so i'll let the people decide i don't think he just got it was a mistake he got caught is my is my pov on that he like bet on astros. his own team yeah well it's a little different than the astros it's different <laughs> he wasn't really affecting the outcome he wasn't rigging anything but anyways uh i think he's a legend this he is gonna be unanimous. On his own team he's a, com- he's a competitor this is easy pete rose legend one of the best hitters of all time but I don't think you'd want to face. Maybe you would want to face him just for the memory. It'd be scary. Yeah, exactly. It would be I scary. I could put the bat on the ball. Absolute legend. It was a different time. I think we would be a little bit think about it a little differently nowadays. He's a legend. I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame one day. Side question. Vern, I just Vern question. No, no. Real quick, Vern. Question for you. I'm not going to make Bud answer this. Who would be the Pete Rose? of modern day baseball like who do you think would come out that we would say oh he was betting on his own team to win on his own team well who's like just an absolute hothead madman it would be like milton bradley maybe but he's not playing playing right now like just someone who's an absolute hothead madman which i would again i respect i love milton bradley but milton bradley that is that's a great call i I, I can't (laughs) think of anything better than that hothead I, all right, I, I side question because I, I almost said Tory Hunter, but you got in a, you almost got in a fight with him once. Is he a legend or a loser, or was that just a misunderstanding? Part of the game. Uh, legend, true legend. And when I played for the Angels, we got to squash it, which was really kind of cool. Yeah, there you go. I, I got but you like fighting said, him in the background here on Zoom. Oh yeah. Or we're goes, just what are you talking about? Each other. He was upset. He's like, oh, Jimmy with that. I was like, I've been pitching inside all night. Don't act like that's something new. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, what's, what's, what you need to see is the picture before is like a 50-foot slider that he, you know, took a real big hack at. And I was like, once again, that's one of those situations. Do you have our signs or what's going on here? There's always the game within love, the game. I love that video. I haven't seen that. I love the hand gesture. You're just saying, I fucking, I've been throwing inside all night. Fuck you. Yeah, I got, I got tossed. I got tossed. I literally had no idea. I, same thing. I was so hot and heated in the moment. I couldn't like, like I was like, "What is going on?" But Showal just like, "Just go sit down on the bench." I was like, "Okay." So I sat on the bench, and then the pitchers coach is like grabbing by the shirt. He's like, "You know, you got to go inside. No, you got to go inside." Like so, it's like, "Am I sitting on the bench? Am I going inside? What am I doing?" But Machado's yeah. Machado's giving like the fake trot over. Like he's just trying to get in there, and then. Chris Davis well, we were, be on, it was on a ton of Adderall game. trying to get it was out of the way. They, they came in and swept us in four. That was the, the fourth like game of a four-game sweep. But history shows that we uh, actually beat them in the playoffs in three and swept them. So You got your revenge. Yeah. That was a good – those were well, two really good th- – that Tigers team was legit, as was that Orioles team. That was a, that was a fun time. We, so Chris Tillman, Wei-Yin Chen, and Bud Norris beat Justin Verler, Verlander, Max Scherzer, and Rick Porcello. Or oh David God. Price was – I beat Price. I beat Price one and nothing. That's when Nelson Cruz at the Homer one nothing right down the right field line. Andrew Miller came in behind me, got four or five outs, and then Britton closed God. the door. So sick. Shut out in Detroit, and the, and like the Lions lost the playoff game like hours before. <laughs> <laughs> Salt oh, on good. the womb. Awesome.
Mike, do you have anything else? Mikey, anything you want to touch on? That's it, bud. You're a legend. Thank you for coming. I need, I'm going to need, you know, 20 strokes. Vern's going to need 40 strokes, but we'll get out there and we'll start throwing some money around next time we're in Austin. I cannot wait. One hole at a time, one shot at a time. Let's make it three, happen, boys. Three hole tournaments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's three three right. hole tournaments. It could get dicey. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. We're going to figure out how to get the golf simulator fired up. Really, really awesome. Appreciate your time. We'll have to do it again. Absolutely, guys. Thanks. Thank you guys for listening. It is always our week. Let's stay rich. KBO.